And now, a word from our sponsors. The Oyster Recovery Partnership is the nonprofit expert in Chesapeake Bay oyster restoration. Oyster Recovery Partnership has planted more than 9 billion oysters on 3,000 acres of reef and recycled more than 250 bushels of shell. Everyone benefits from a healthy Chesapeake Bay. Poor water quality and declining habitats can be reversed. Oysters are the answer. Pascavore is packaged in a convenient single-serving size with no refrigeration required until after opening. Pascavore is the perfect, healthy, and delicious snack for those on the go. Pascavore, tuna that travels. Hey, what's going on, good people? It's Gardner Douglas, your oyster ninja. I'm here with uh, one of North Carolina's finest. Um, we got Mr. Tr- Mr. Trace under Mark. Did I say that right? Yeah, 100 Mark. That's correct. <laughs> What's going on, man? How you feel? Feeling pretty good today, man. Good, good. Um, for you guys who are looking at this on YouTube, you might recognize this beautiful face right here. Um, if you're following me on Instagram, because I did a bunch of uh, reels and videos with uh, this guy, Shuckin, when we was uh, out in uh, St. Louis doing that uh, Stout and Oyster Festival. Yeah, so so Trace is a, a oyster shucker. That's how I met him. And now he's doing the thing with uh, NC Oyster 365. And uh, let's just start with you first, Trace. Um, what's going on? Like, how'd you get into the shucking game, man? How long you been shucking for? Um, I've, I was a chef for 33 years up until about five years ago. So, I mean, I, you know, I guess I've been shucking oysters in restaurants, you know, just a little here and there. Um, but in about 2004, um, I started getting into it competitively. I didn't even know that that even existed. Um, and I was uh, working a raw bar at my restaurant one night. And uh, George Hastings Sr. Um, was actually visiting his son in, uh, in North Carolina where he was going to college. And uh, he and the missus came in for dinner. And he walked up to the raw bar and said, you know, hey, man, you do that pretty quick. Um, you know, maybe you ought to come to Maryland and, and check out this contest that we got going on. And I was like, when's the day? When is it? He says, it's in October. And I'm like, Ooh, man, I don't know if October's going to work out. That's sort of leaf season around here. We're, we're pretty busy. Um, you know, I, I'll have to see how that can go. And, you know, the must kept going by and my staff was tight and I was like, man, you know what? I can get out of here for a couple of days. And uh, went up to went up to St. Mary's County in Maryland, entered my first contest, and uh, I've been opening them as fast as I can ever since. That's what's up, man. I didn't even know that backstory. Like, like you were recruited. Yeah, well, more or less, man. So I met your dad. You know, I mean, uh, you know, he was doing his hammer demo, and and uh, but yeah, met your dad and and uh, George, and then you know all the guys that, you know, have been doing that forever. Scott Stiles was still coming back then. Yeah. Um, you know, he was the five time champ way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just, uh, that's when I got introduced to the family as it were and, and what a wonderful family it is. Yeah. No doubt about that, man. Uh, let's, do you remember like your first competition? Like, do you remember like how your nerves was like, what was going on in your head? Do you remember any of that? Um, you know, really hard to say, you know, I, I, not knowing anything about it or having been to a competition before, um, you know, I was sort of going through, 
you know, and looking at the past times in the past and, you know, what those times were like, you know, and it was looking like, you know, if you finished anywhere between, you know, 2.30 and, you know, three minutes, you, you had a shot, you know, from those times back in the day. And, and uh, so, you know, cover the Rolling Stone is about two minutes and 50 seconds. So I figured, you know, if I just, you know, sing that song to myself while I'm shucking, if I get these oysters done before I'm done with this song, then I'll be in there. Um, you know, and of course, nothing ever goes the way you, <laughs> the way you seem, you know, you're going along, you're forgetting words, you're like, oh man, you know, they, you know and then realizing, oh, I'm not paying attention to these oysters. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I, I, I don't think I did too bad, you know, um, I, I don't recall what my position was, um, but I, but I was pretty happy with, you know, my first time out, um, you know, and then of course, you know, I've, I've gotten better and sometimes it's better sometimes it's worse you know it just depends on the day you know i mean it right. just really depends on the day yeah it depends on the day depends on the oysters all that good stuff absolutely so um since then um we've been shucking together um we did the competitions together we did st louis uh like i said earlier the festival um but you so you you used to work at a bar or are you still work at a bar no, no. Now uh, my partner Doreen and I have this business, NC Oyster 365. Um, okay. and it's basically like a two-pronged business. We broker the oysters for North Carolina oyster farmers to distributors outside of the state. Um, and that's sort of, you know, back of the house kind of work, you know, that's computers and phone calls and, you know, things like that. Um, and then locally, um, we do these oyster pop-ups at uh, breweries, wineries, wine shops, bottle shops, basically places that have alcohol, don't have food, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of joints that have food trucks, you know, for the most part these days. Um, but basically, we're a truckless food truck. We roll up, set up, um, you know, our, our, our station can be as small as eight by 10 or as big as it needs to be if we're outside and, you know, um, it just depends on the event, really. Um, I'd say most of our events, you know, are probably anywhere between four and six bags. Um, you know, we, we go for three hours. Um, we serve them on a half shell. We serve them steamed. And then we also do boiled shrimp for those few folks that don't really dig oysters. Um, but it's really just to educate people about North Carolina oysters. We usually carry out about at least three different farms, um, you know, and explain to people, you know, like, what's the difference? So I was like, well, you got IPA you're drinking at this brewery. If you line up three IPAs, they're all going to be different. Same thing with these oysters. You line up three, they're all going to taste a little bit different. Um, so, you know, just really educating folks, you know, and it being the summertime, particularly now, you know, we must say it a hundred times a week, man. You can eat oysters in months that don't have an R. <laughs> man, I made a whole post about that. I made a whole video about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole Absolutely. R month, man. You know, yeah. And I, I was talking to Pat McMurray about this new contest that I developed the other day. We were on the phone talking, you know, and, and he's like, man, I've been saying that for 30 years. And I'm like, dude, I know, man, you know, I absolutely know. And I don't, I don't know what it's going to take to get folks to understand, um, you know, but slowly, but surely they're coming around, you know, and, and, you know, even, you know, as popular as oysters have gotten in the last decade or so, you know, we still run into somebody at every event that's never had a raw oyster before, you know? So, yeah. you know, we'll always give somebody the first. Right, right, right. Tell me a little bit about the uh, the oyster culture down there in uh, Carolina, man. 
Um, you know, it's uh, primarily, um, it's got it's got a great historical oyster culture, but primarily it was all about wild oysters um, and burlap sacks, you know. Um, a lot of cluster oysters um, and single, you know, some singles, but, you know, folks, you know, in, in this state for the most part up until I would say probably in the last, you know, 15 years really, um, you know, it was... Uh, it was pretty much a November to, to February thing you enjoy. Um, they do a lot of oyster roasts um, around the Carolinas here. Um, and that can happen one of, you know, two or three different ways. But really the traditional way is to get a good pit going um, and uh, just put, a, you know, put some um, sheet metal across the top of that and then uh, get that good and hot. And then basically just dump your bushel oysters on top of that and then get your burlap sack real wet, put that down on top of them. Um, and then basically the oysters steam um, underneath the burlap. And then that way, um, you know, then people just, you know, bring their own knives and stuff like that to events like that. So folks shuck their own oysters for things like that generally. But that's, that's primarily the oyster culture here. Um, but, you know, and, and I would say in the last 15 years or so, farming's, um, gotten started. There's one or two farms that are a little bit older than that. Um, but, uh, but, you know, now the farm, the farms are, you know, getting going pretty good. I want to say we probably have about 40 or 50 oyster farms in North Carolina now. Um, most of them are relatively small farms. Um, you know, just a couple of acres. Um, and, uh, and, and most of the folks here float bags, a handful of guys do bottom cages, um, you know, but, but really a big oyster farm around here have a couple million working at any one time. Um, you know, even though there are some 40 acre leases out there, nobody's really taking advantage of it as much as they could. So, but it, it is growing, you know, they're, they're looking for it to be a, a couple of hundred million dollar industry here by uh, 2030. And, you know, the state is very committed. Um, so, you know, with the government, the Department of Ag behind it, um, you know, everybody's really committed to, to making this work. So, you know, we have some challenges here that a lot of places don't have primarily logistics. Um, you know, uh, most of our coastline is very, very rural. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it, it takes a, a good amount of time to get places, um, you know, where in other states, you know, when you're on the coast, you're on the coast and, and, you know, it's pretty much all in the same area. So I know just like up here in DC, I had like um, a rough start, like doing the oyster pop-ups and things, man, just cause nobody had ever been doing it. Um, I guess to the level, even getting insurance was hard for me. And um, so I'm just wondering like, had, did y'all run into a lot of problems? First of all, with the, like the, the stigma behind oysters um, and then just doing something different or were you, or was North Carolina kind of already doing things and you're just adding a great, you know, portion to your business to it. No, we, we, we are, nobody knows what we are, um, you know, or who's, who's even responsible for, um, um, oversight. Right, 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 yeah. I mean, so, you know, primarily, you know, I, we work with marine fisheries as far as, you know, making sure what we're doing is all legal and above board. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, working as a private chef, you know, for these events, you know, we, we sort of, because there's so many different counties that we go into on any given basis, um, and we don't have a brick and mortar type thing, um, you know, we, we, we sort of, you know, health departments just really don't 
really know how to, to, to handle us. Um, actually, we were in a process and probably within the next month or so, we will be a private club. Um, and we'll just be a movable, we'll, we'll just be a moving club. You know, I mean, um, our club members would like to have their meeting at this brewery today or at this winery today. Um, and then what that'll do is that'll basically uh, make it so we don't have to worry about going into different counties and different restrictions and different guidelines and things like that. Um, because in North Carolina, private clubs, because it's not open to the public, um, there is no type of inspection or anything like that. It would be like a country club or a VFW or any of those other organizations that, you know, have food service, but, but, uh, but you don't get inspected by um, public health. You know what? That's, that's kind of genius. <laughs> you know, uh, genius. <laughs> you know and, and, and you know, you, we really want to do that anyway, because in that way we have, you know, better tracking of our customers and we can yeah. contact them directly, you know, and things like that. So, um, you know, so that, that's, that's going to be in the next 30 days, we will have completed that. Um, you know, but most of the, you know, you say getting started, you know, it's, uh, you know, once we got into a few places, then people just start talking. And really, I would say our customers are responsible for getting us half of the half of our um, event spaces, because um, they'll come to an event someplace and say, hey, man, y'all do this and we'll do it anywhere you want, man. All you got to do is, is, you know, I say, you know, and we cold call breweries and wineries and, you know, I, um, you know, I, I've been cold calling country clubs because I think what we do would be a great um, a golf tournament amenity, you know, next to a par three, you know, where everybody's yeah. got to wait the off anyway, yeah. you know, get a couple oysters while the, you know, the beer cart goes around, you know, so, you know, I, I think that it would apply in a lot of different places, you know, it's a, you know, I think it's a great amenity. Um, there's, there's lots of, you know, weddings and things like that that we just haven't done yet, people ask. But, you know, we haven't done one yet. Um, do a handful of private events at people's houses, you know, um, shit during COVID, um, you know, it was, it was for, we did one for four people, you know, I mean, you know, and it, yeah. and it was their toddler's birthday was the occasion, you know, so yeah. four adults, you know, two kids who were big enough to walk and then a baby, you know, I mean, but, uh, you know, and we've actually been back to do that birthday party again, um, you know, so, you know, basically, you know, when if people are interested in having oysters and we got the space free, the time free, you know, we, we show up and do it, you know? Yeah. That's great, man. Um, I actually, um, I'm doing my, uh, second, um, toddler birthday, uh, next week. I did their first birthday last year and I'm doing the second <laughs> this year. And, yeah. um, you know, and they really did it big. Like they had the whole, um, uh, what's that? Um, baby shark thing. Yeah, yeah, baby shark thing, and then I mean, it was a toddler, maybe I'd say ten kids, but it was maybe like forty adults. Right. So they, they, I mean, like they, they know how to party, and I, I love it. And since then, um, you know, with COVID, I had started doing my oyster deliveries, and um, you know, they would order oysters from me, and so that was great. Um, but I said that to say because you really, you just, you don't need a reason to eat oysters. No, gosh, no. <laughs> any re if you're gosh. an oyster lover, any oyster, any any event, any day is a good reason to get oysters. Um, uh, let's you you brought up your um event that you were talking to Patrick Murray. Um, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that event coming up, man. 
Absolutely, man. You know, we, we talked about St. Louis a little bit earlier, you know, a couple of years back. And I guess, you know, I've been going for like 13 years now. Um, but a couple of years back, you know, we all sort of showed up one evening and, and somebody made the comment. It's like, man, you guys are just a handful of gunslingers rolling into town, you know, bus open these 80,000. See ya, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and it sort of gave me the idea, you know, when I think about these different competitions, and, and I've been asked by folks to, you know, help them plan events and things like that. So I've, I've been looking for a different way to, to do a competition that makes it go a little bit faster, that makes it a little bit more exciting for the, you know, for the, for the spectators. Um, and, you know, so I came up with this idea, we call it a shuck and shootout. Um, and, uh, you know, basically shootout because it's six oysters. Um, and then in order to make it a little bit more challenging, it's six different oysters. Um, so, you know, for this particular event we're doing here in North Carolina on October 2nd um, this year, um, it's going to be all North Carolina oysters. Um, but, you know, quite honestly, for a, for a really master shootout, you know, it would be the five different varieties. So you'd have a Giga, a Kumamoto, a, a, a Medulis or a Ballon type oyster. Um, a Virginica, an Olympia, and then a wild version of any one of those, you know, um, just to be a different oyster, um, you know, but, you know, even guys like us have been opening oysters for a long time, you know, I've probably opened, you know, maybe 50 um, Bellon style oysters or flats, um, you know, so you just don't get a whole lot of experience doing that, you know. Um, have opened thousands of West Coast oysters, but I haven't opened one in, you know, 10 years, really, you know, every now and again, when in St. Louis, I'll go down and grab one and pop it. Um, but, you know, just, it's, you know, and, it, and it's, it's all, it's always a little bit different. Even when you have six different Virginicas in front of you, they're all a little bit different. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so, you know, really, I feel like this is a challenging uh, type shucking contest that really works towards the guys who work in oyster bars that have good varieties of oysters as opposed to the folks that, you know, they open the same kind of oyster, you know, they open thousands of them a day, but it's the same oyster every single day. Yeah. Um, you know, so th th this is, you know, I always feel like in these, you know, shucking contests, when you go, you're opening whatever the local oyster happens to be generally. Um, and uh, and if that, that's not, you know, the kind that you, you do well, then, oh, well, <laughs> you know. You know, that's a wrap. Um, you know, you, you get to say you had fun on stage and, you know, <laughs> hanging out with your friends. You get to say um, you was in a trucking competition. <laughs> but that was, you know, but that's about it. You know, I mean, so, um, so you know, that's why we came up with this idea of the shootout. You know, um, we're, we're, we got, we're going to have 36 uh, competitors. Um, if everybody, you know, if we get it all filled up, um, we'll do three heats of 12 uh, shuckers um at, at like uh noon and because it's only six oysters i'm expecting it to take anywhere from 18 to 29 seconds to get these right. things done you know yeah. I mean, um you know it's gonna be quick it's it's a shootout it's a you shootout. know i mean <laughs> I like and, that. you know and uh it, it is quick you know i mean um you know and and uh and then we'll have a final three that go at that or, or final six excuse me that go at uh three o'clock and uh and but i you know i think it'd be a lot more fun for the for the uh the competitive the, the people watching the, to watch mm -hmm. um it'll be quick to judge it'll be quick to turn over and get in, in between heats 
Um, you know, up in Maryland, there's only six of us on stage at a time. But, you know, it can be 30, 40 minutes in between heats. By the time they get them judged, everybody walks their voices around, passes them out, you know, and, and the next round gets back up on stage. I mean, last year, I think we – or not last – but the last time I was at Nationals was, I guess, right before COVID. Mm-hmm. And we had like 28, 30 guys, you know what I mean? So, you know, it was a pretty good crew of folks. Um, and, that, and it just took a little time in the afternoon. You know, of course, we don't have anywhere to go. We don't mind. Um, but I think the folks that are in the stands – you know, would, would enjoy it a little bit more if it, you know, if, if, if there was, you know, if it was a little quicker. You know? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it's a lot of downtime. It's fun, but it's still a lot of downtime. And, um, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. So, uh, like, what else is going to be going on at the event besides the trucking competition? Oh, well, it's it's the North Carolina Seafood Festival. So there's, you know, it's, it's yeah, it, yeah, it is it is a big event. There's, there's you know, over the course of it's it's Friday through Sunday, Friday excuse me, Friday evening through Sunday evening. Um, so there'll be, you know, roughly 300,000 folks roll through over the course of those um, days. Um, we have an organization here um, in North Carolina, um, the Coastal Federation that has a, a, a wine and brine event on Friday night. Um, and the NC Oyster crew uh, will be part of that just as really just shucking assistance for the farmers because, um, you know, while oyster farmers are good guys, you know, some of them can shuck, some of them can't. <laughs> and when there's a line of folks standing there waiting for these, you know, six different raw bars to stay full, um, they, they need a little assistance. So we'll be helping them out. Um, our shucking team will be helping them out with that. Um, and then on Saturday, we're going to be doing an amateur shucking competition. Um, and this will be the third year that we've been going down there and emceeing this and, and uh, organizing the events. Um, and it's always been amateur events in the past. Um, but we're going to do the amateur events on Saturday. Um, and with those, you know, folks just pretty much sign up at the event. Um, you know, uh, last year we had six uh, six folks doing three different rounds uh, throughout the course of the day, like at noon, two, and four. Um, this year we'll be able to put a little bit, few more people at the table. Um, and so we'll do that Saturday. And then Sunday we'll be doing a professional event. Uh, one of the other events they have at this festival they've been doing for years, which is pretty cool, is like a, they call, I want to say they call it the flounder fling. Um, and basically, um, instead of a shot put, folks get a flounder, <laughs> and whoever can fling it the furthest <laughs> gets <crazy>. the prize. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so, but, but it's a fun festival, you know. It, like any other street festival, you know, it's, it's, it's a carnival, you know, I mean, they got rides for the kids and, you know, craft booths and stuff like that, food trucks and food vendors and, right. and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but we're going to have a raw bar at the event with the North Carolina, uh, shellfish growers association. Um, so basically they grow, we shut. Um, so, you know, we'll have, uh, you know, 12 different farmers will be featuring over the course of the weekend, um, at our raw bar booth. And then when, when we're not doing that, we'll be emceeing and organizing the shucking competition. So uh, even though it's my competition, I won't be shucking, um, right, right. You, know, you know, and, uh, but, uh, but I'm excited, I'm excited about it. You know, what I sort of hope is, you know, what I like about it is that because it is a small amount of oysters and it is called a shootout, you know, I, I see shuckers challenging other shuckers, or, you know, raw bars challenging other raw bars to these shootouts in the future, you know, you know, and, and, you know, and challenger brings the oysters, you know, it's only fair. And, uh, but you know, it's only six, you know, so it's not crazy expensive to, you know, to produce. 
Um, you know, something could sort of, you know, just happen, you know, on a cuff on a Friday night, you know, or something, you know, so, or you could do it on a slow night to try to bring some extra folks into your business, you know, yeah, yeah, no um, doubt. you know, two guys can face each other at a table, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of space, you know, it's just quick. And, uh, you know, so I, you know, I, I see it having a whole lot of potential, um, you know, down the road past this event and going into other events, um, you know, and, 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 and you know, you can, you can do it anywhere, you know, you, and you just really don't need a whole lot of setup for it. So. That's what's up, man. That's, the, that's kind of uh, something I was thinking about um, when I first started shucking and then I was doing it full time is I wanted to do like um, basically that challenge other shuckers like at their raw bar, you know what I mean? I just right. love, and uh, you know, we get it on and see who's the best shucker, but you know, I'm, it's a, it's a great idea, but it's, it's, I'm not a planner. That's my issue. I'm not. A <laughs> I can plan this podcast. I can plan some shucking gigs. That's about it, man. But no, that's a great idea, though, man. Um. So, uh, what are the dates? What's the dates for the uh the festival? Um, the festival is uh, uh Friday, September thirtieth, um, and then Saturday and Sunday, October first and second this year. Gotcha, it, gotcha. It's usually the first weekend in October is is for the North Carolina Seafood Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the North, North Carolina Oyster Festival is the same weekend as Maryland. So I've, I've never been to the North Carolina Oyster Festival. Um, and, you know, I say, so I really, other than the fact that they, they, they sell, you know, either Virginia or Gulf oysters at it, you know, I mean, which, you know, sort of baffles everybody, you know, here in the mm-hmm. state. Um, but I, you know, really it's to get volume, you know, I mean, you know, right now with the oysters, we're having a terrible time in North Carolina with mortalities. Um, you know, because of the uh, drought conditions, made real high salinity, warm water, you know, I mean, so we've had a lot of die off, um, you know, so you know, right now, um, several of my farmers don't even have product to send to market. Um, they're waiting for, you know, most of their mature ones died um, up to 90% on some farms. Um, so they're all waiting for their smaller oysters to grow out to get them to get them back out on the market. So. And that's because of the, um, you said a drought. Well, the, yeah, we we had serious drought conditions um, in the state, and my understanding of uh, a, a lot of farmers sent stuff to uh, uh, North Carolina State has a a uh, wing down on the coast that they call Sea Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they a lot of guys took their oysters into these scientists there. And, uh, and they determined that it was, you know, um, and for some folks, it's real high salinity. Um, some guys were at 41 PPT, 42 PPT, which is wow. crazy yeah. high. Yeah. Um, just crazy high. And, and in North Carolina, we're generally pretty high anyway, uh, for the most part. You know, there's a lot of farms around here that stay that they stay between 28 and 32. Um, and it's just a good salty oyster. Um, but uh, when it gets up into the 40s, um evidently basically they said the oysters were starving to death yeah um it was doing say it was doing something to where it wasn't allowing them to eat or it wasn't allowing their stomach to work properly and they were literally starving to death surrounded by food um you know so um you know but fortunately it looks like that most of that's behind us um and and you know it really affected really the mature oysters that were market size and ready to go um the smaller ones handled a, a, a decent amount better um so you know for, depending on who the farmer is you know they're 
either just running out now and will have to wait a couple months before the other stuff's ready um, or they're out now and they're just waiting for their smaller stuff to grow out. Uh, fortunately, because of the warmer water here, oysters grow pretty fast. Um, you know, so depending on the current, wherever your farm is located, um, you know, folks are just a couple months out now. So. All right, cool, man. Well, um, I appreciate you taking time out today and talking about the festival coming up and a little bit about your background. Um, for the folks down in Carolina and traveling around, where can they find you at next? Uh, how can they keep up with you and all that good stuff? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, I, 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 well to you know, folks that are watching this or interested in signing up for the competition um, or, you know, seeing where we're going to be, um, our website, uh, www um ncoyster365.com um you know you can go on the events area there and there'll be a calendar of all the different places we'll be um and then there's also opportunity there to sign up for the shucking contest that's coming up again on october 2nd um you can also sign up for that contest on the uh on the north carolina seafoodfestival.org webpage um, under events there for oyster shucking contest. Um, but you know, pretty much everybody, I guess, has Facebook, you know, and so if you go to NC oyster 365, um, and I think our handle is at the Napa Valley of oysters, um, they will, uh, go to the events section there and be able, be able to keep up with where we're going to be and, and what's coming down the line on that. Boom. There it is, man. That's, that's what's up. Any, any, anything else you want to add? Um, I was looking forward to getting to Maryland. It's been three years, you know, and, and really just, you know, I, I, I like going to that one just because you get to see everybody from New England too, you know, everybody sort of meets in Maryland, you know, from, from Florida to New England and every now and again, a West Coaster pops out. Um, but uh, so, you know, looking forward to seeing the family again. Um, it's been a minute. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a couple that won't be there, unfortunately, and we'll certainly miss them, uh, miss Lisa Bellamy. Um, uh, you know, sad about that. And I, hopefully Deborah Pratt will come, even though she says she ain't shucking no more, you know, but, yeah, she's got but, uh, but hopefully she comes just to, just, you know, I, I can't imagine. I've never been to one. She hadn't been, <laughs> yeah. yep. um, nice. but, uh, you know, just looking forward to that coming up in the future. Um, you know, like I said, we're, we're keeping busy with these pop-ups, you know, we're doing from three to five a week, pretty much week in, week out. Um, you know, uh, you know, so looking, you know, looking forward, looking forward to, you know, what's going on in our future here and, and, uh, and what's going on you know, with the festivals coming up in October and, and planning a little bit better next year so we can get the Milford and PEI and some of those other earlier festivals that happened in September that, uh, we always miss, you know, so. Yeah. So I, I did plan this time. So for the listeners, I will be at Milford. And I plan on being at PEI Festival also. Oh, nice. I'm going to make it to Maryland this year. I got a big oh, wow. down on the water. Um, this is like my fourth year doing that event. But, you know, sometimes it hits that weekend. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but this, right. this year is hitting that week. So I won't be at Maryland. I might come on Sunday just to, like you said, see the family and see how's everybody doing. Um, but, yo, thank you so much for, uh, you know, taking time out your day. I know you're busy. Um, I really appreciate you uh, informing us and informing the listeners all about, you know, what's going on in North Carolina. And um, that's all I got, man. Okay. Stay safe, man. Yes, indeed. Doing best we can, bro. All right. And now a word from our sponsors. My name is Matt Owens, and I'm the founder and CEO of Healthy Ocean Seafood Company, the owner of the Pescavore brand. 
for the last five years, six years now, actually I've been the sustainability director at Trimarine, which is a, a global tuna supplier. Uh, we're down here at San Pedro right now at a Trimarine facility. And so for the last several years, I've been working to uh, effectively manage tuna resources all around the world. So we have these great sustainable fisheries in the U.S., but most of that gets exported a lot of times processed overseas, then imported back into the United States. We have a huge seafood trade deficit. And I wanted to find a way in which I could add value to the resource in, here on the West Coast and bring it to market here on the West Coast. And so that's really how Pescavore started. And so to take a West Coast caught tuna and process it into something that's different, something that's delicious, something that's convenient, something that's healthy, and something that's sustainable. And that's what the Pescavore brand is all about. It's making seafood snackable, it's taking sustainable tuna, and it's, it's bringing it into the snack space so that it's convenient for people. You can eat it anywhere, it's delicious, it's good for you, and importantly, you can feel good about it. You're supporting local fishermen, you're supporting a sustainable fishery that's well-managed.